Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome to Ask Us Anything, where popular science answers your most outlandish, mind-burning questions. I'm pop size DIY editor, John Kennedy. And I am pop size associate DIY editor, Sandra Gutierrez. We'll be your hosts for today, but none of this would be possible without the help of Ask Us Anything producer, Jess Bodie. Oh, you're too kind, you're too kind. Uh, thanks for the intro and welcome back to the show, both of you. Uh, this is the first time that two editors are hosting Ask Us Anything at the same time, so this is going to be pretty fun. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, well, it made sense to share hosting duties because we're going to talk about a little experiment Sandra and I did together to find the best way to reheat pizza. A burning question. Haha, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> we'll get into it right after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay, we're back. And Pop Size DIY team is here to tell us once and for all what the scientifically best way to heat up a slice is. So, uh, John and Sandra, how on earth did you go about answering this incredibly controversial question? Well, Jess, it was not easy. So we searched (laughs) the internet high and low, and after careful deliberation, we finally settled on nine methods people consistently claimed were the best ways to bring leftover pizza back to life. Then we bought a bunch of pizza, ate some, and saved the rest to eat over the next few days, you know, for science. Yes, for science. If we don't investigate the greasy world of day-old pizza, who will? Nobody. Well, I'm sure lots of people. Nobody. (laughs) Now, like any scientific experiment, our study had its limitations. We wanted to keep variables to a minimum, so we only used plain cheese and pepperoni. We also stuck to New York-style pies, because that's where Popsai is based and that's what we had on hand. Our findings should also apply to my personal preference, New Haven-style pizza. But Jess, I'm sorry. These methods might not work with Chicago's famous deep dish. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like uh, we might need something a little more heavy duty than for the thin crust. Um, But, you know, anyway, before we get into your hot, fresh findings, why is it so hard to make leftover pizza as delicious uh, as it is when you first get it out of the oven or as delicious as it is when it's cold? Well, as soon as your saw exits the oven and cools down to about 140 degrees Fahrenheit, it does what all things do once they are born. They start dying. Dark. (laughs) Wait, what do you mean? (laughs) That's the sad irony of life in pizza, Jess. You will never be able to go back to that peak point of deliciousness, but you can get close depending on the reheating method you use. So it's easier to understand why if you focus on two crucial elements, the cheese and the crust. Now, cheese can only be molten once. 
When exposed to high temperatures, it oozes fat and water, and there's just no way to get all of that back in. And to make matters worse for your leftovers, the water from the cheese is not evaporating into the air, it's getting absorbed by the crust. Add to that the moisture from the sauce, along with the fat dripping from toppings like pepperoni or sausage, and you get what aficionados call the gum line, that thin layer between the sauce and crust that looks like raw dough. The thicker the pizza, the more pronounced the gum line is, and the longer your pizza sits uneaten, the thicker that zone of ick gets. That's really gross. Uh, it, it seems like maybe you can't come back from that. Nope. No. No. <laughs> okay, okay. So enough about dying pizza. Uh, can we talk about how to bring it back to life? Yeah, zombie pizza. The resurrection of crust. <laughs> John. Oh, that's good. Um, by the way, listeners, all the details about all these methods that John and Santa tried are written on popsite.com. So don't worry about frantically uh, jotting all this down. And we will link to all of it in our show notes. Uh, but before we get to the best solutions, I'm curious about some of the methods you guys tried that didn't work out. Like what are the worst ways to reheat pizza? Okay, so we saw a lot of people online swearing that microwaving your slice along with a cup of water was the key to perfect <laughs> leftovers. Oh, the off-sided logic behind that is that the water absorbs some of the microwaves and moderates the melting of the cheese, making it more elastic and not as chewy. Huh. There are slight variations to this method out there, using high power for 30 seconds, for example, or low power for an entire minute. But no matter how long we heated the pizza, the result was always the same. A total disaster. The slice was rubbery and too hot on the outside while somehow still cold on the inside. It was definitely a dud. Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. Uh, is there anything else we definitely shouldn't try? Yes, you should absolutely not take a dry pan, get it blisteringly hot on the stove, and then drop a slice onto it. Unless, I guess, you want to see if your smoke detectors work. That bad, huh? <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. And I tried this with both a porcelain nonstick pan and a cast iron skillet to see if that mattered. Did it? No, it, it did not. <laughs> On the nonstick, the cheese bubbled and the crust burnt black and stuck to the pan after only a minute and a half. I nearly gave myself tennis elbow cleaning it up. Oh no. The cast iron was even worse. The crust started smoking the moment it touched down, so I was forced to pull it off after less than a minute, at which point the slice was still cold on top. If hell freezes over and we get the chance to taste it, this is probably what it'll be like. Scalding, burnt, and covered by a layer of cold, congealed fat. <laughs> That's so gross. Um, and it kind of sounds like a tragic waste of perfectly good pizza. So why don't we move on to what did work? Yes. Time to reveal the secret to perfectly reheated pizza. Two methods stood out among the nine we tried, mainly because the results were delicious, but also because they didn't involve preheating an oven. Depending on your setup, that can take a while. Right, and sometimes you just, like, need your slice immediately. Exactly. And if you have an air fryer, that's what we recommend for urgent slice reheating needs. It was the fastest of the top-tier methods we tried. All you have to do is put a slice in, turn the heat to 400 degrees, and wait five minutes. You can put two slices in at a time if you've got a large machine, but make sure you're not laying the pieces on top of one another. Give them room to breathe. There's no need to put your pizza on foil or anything either. It didn't make too much of a mess, and the drip tray did its job. But depending on your fryer and your taste, you might want to play around with the temperature and timing. The sweet spot lies somewhere between 360 and 400 degrees, cooked for 4-8 to eight minutes. So just stay within those parameters. But, because all life is suffering, even this nearly perfect tactic has a few downsides. 
You can't heat up a bunch of slices at once, of course, but it's also probably not the best for slices with more fragile toppings like vegetables, since they might begin to burn before the pizza is optimally reheated. And if that's a deal breaker or you haven't fallen down the air frying rabbit hole yet, we suggest the Roberta's method, which is hugely popular on Reddit. Roberta's, a pizzeria in Brooklyn, gives its customers very specific instructions to reheat leftovers. And they're very good instructions, even if your pie came from a different shop. First, place your cold pizza on a preheated nonstick pan and cook it for two minutes over medium-low heat or until the bottom is crispy. Oiling is totally optional. Then pour two drops of water into the pan as far away from the pizza as possible or you'll make it soggy. Then put a lid on the pan and turn the heat to low before cooking it for another minute. And that's it. Okay, cool. Uh, But I can't help but notice that this is kind of similar to that horrendous glass of water in the microwave method that you previously mentioned. You are right. It is similar. (laughs) But here the heat is way more controlled. And you're sort of reheating the crust and the cheese separately. Mm. In the first step, you're making sure the crust is warm and crispy. But then it's time to melt the cheese, which you do gently by making steam and trapping the water vapor in the pan. We also tried this method with cast iron, by the way but it ended up overcomplicating things. Depending on your stove, it might take, in exact scientific terms, forever to sufficiently warm (laughs) the thick metal pan. And even if you use a thin sheen of oil, the crust will get super crispy before the cheese has much of a chance to melt. That's why we like the nonstick pan best for this method. The results are always amazing, crispy, ready-to-eat slices with perfectly molten cheese on top. Got it. So this is the way then. Yep, this is the way. Amazing. No more cold slices of pizza, uh, unless, you know, you're into that sort of thing. Uh, But thank you so much for being here, Sandra. And thank you, John. Thank you, Jess. Thank you for having us. Got a question for the editors at Popular Science? Send an email to ask at popsci.com. Ask Us Anything is produced by the editors of Popular Science. This episode was written and reported by Sandra Gutierrez and John Kennedy. Editing and audio engineering was done by me, Jess Bodie. Big thanks to Billy Cadden for writing our theme song and to Katie Belloff for creating our logo. If you like our show, consider rating it on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. It helps us out a lot. For more PopSci audio content, be sure to check out our sibling podcast, The Weirdest Thing I Learned This Week. Thanks for listening.